What is going on lads? It is the Midnight Kid and I'm back in the co-host chair with the main man himself. It is the Wezzatron. What is up Wezza? How you doing man? I'm not too bad Barry. How are you doing? I'm it's, good uh, man. It feels, like, it feels like every Thursday has become a, uh, a ritual in our, yeah. in our uh, respective household. Yeah man. It's good after, an, after a hard week of work. Friday tomorrow. It's perfect time to record the podcast. You know when you can the just week- chill the out weekend for the weekend. The weekend starts here man. The weekend starts here. Exactly. But uh, yeah, we've no guest this week. Obviously, last week we had Nando's King on, and uh, it was a good episode. If you haven't checked that out, check it out now. But we're back to just the two of us tonight, and we're going to be doing a little bit of a twist on the podcast so far. So obviously, this is our eighth episode, and we've talked about Master League. Have we talked about my club enough, Wes? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think I I, I don't know. We might have done. I think there's about three or four episodes <laughs> worth there, so we might have done. The well is running dry, because obviously Pez 2020 is going to be coming out pretty soon, or there's going to be news coming out pretty soon. Um, so we decided tonight that, based on kind of the classic stuff on the site, and based on the retro stuff, I mean, if you've been following the Pez Universe Twitter, you might have seen a couple of tweets that we've been putting up over the last couple of weeks. I mean, we had an Adriano video yesterday, I think it had nearly 20,000 views, and I know, nearly 300, over 300 likes, people getting involved, and we had different games going up, all the retro corner um, that we're going to be bringing quite soon, the classic corner, or whatever we're going to call it when it does launch, but I'd say today, was that we're going to have a like a retrospective look back on Pez, and some of mm-hmm. our favourite memories of Pez, we touched on it last week with Nando's King, but I want to drop you in at the deep end, as I so often like to do. It just and, does all the time. Yeah, like of course. In the water. And I was actually this this topic. This tonight's topic is from a random dude that I was talking to over Facebook uh, about kind of classic pays and retro pays. And he hadn't played pays since pays six, and he contacted me looking to get the classic file, and he's been loving it for the last like week or two, just absolutely smashing the classic option file that the boys have up, the latest one. Um, and he was kind of asking me who my favorite players were to use, so it gave me the idea. That I wanted to ask you and I suppose talk to you and I think it would be a good listen for everyone listening as well of discussing our favourite ever Pez players by position. So I'm going to make it a bit harder and we're not going to go in, we're not going to go in too depth, in too much depth tonight (laughs) in like, I don't want saying who's your favourite ever left back, who's your favourite ever right back. So I'm going to make it a bit more difficult for you. We're going to have four lines down the pitch. We're going to have your favourite ever goalkeeper. Your favorite ever defender, which is obviously your fa- either either or uh, a left back, right back, or central defender, or a sweeper, mm-hmm. maybe whatever position you want. We're going to have our favorite ever midfielder. So that's grouping a DMF, a CMF, and an attacking midfielder all into the one line. And we're oh, going to have either a striker or a winger. So it is going to be difficult. Obviously, we're going to be having to leave out. You know, if you choose a striker instead of a winger, you're going to be leaving out some of the best players ever to play with in Pez. Um, but maybe in a future episode we might get one or two guests on and we can kind of go into it like say position by position and see how it kind of goes um, because I, think I was going to say uh, I was going to say one for, one for the Twitter Twitter ones you could ask uh, and again this is just random off the top you could ask for your your Pez all time five aside team that would be epic yeah I think, I think that would be good and you can you can lay out your formation of your five aside however which way you want it have your Pez five aside. I think that would be a pretty cool one to have for the Twitter. Yeah. So look out for that one after this. We'll put that. Drops. We'll put that up in a poll, or we'll put something up, and we'll you know, maybe maybe not a poll. That's stupid. We'll put it up in like yeah, get people that in get involved or whatever. There'll be some tasty five sides coming oh, there. I'd say. 
I'm trying to map mine out already in my head. <laughs> well, it'll probably be like for this for this tonight. I want to be effectively. I want it to be your favorite ever Pez like players. So your favorite yeah. ever Pez goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, and striker. Not necessarily the highest rated. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about you know Abamyang or Koulibaly in um, just because they're unbelievably featured players this year. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like your most. You know, if you could only pick one Master League team of all time, who would they? Yeah. Who would the four positions be? So, uh, do you want to do it like you name your goalkeeper, I'll name my goalkeeper, or do you want to do your full selection and um, whatever way you want to do it? Uh, we we can go we can go back and forth. Oh, we'll, I like we'll that. Have, we'll have that. We'll have that 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 moment where we go. Ah, oh, forgot about him. <laughs> we'll have that. Um, I I will start us off with a, with a goalkeeper. All now. right, we're in going terms goalkeeper. Of, in terms the man of between the sticks and. There, there are a list and a host of goalkeepers that you can have. Um, however, my, my, my good friend, Rene, uh, when I was chatting to him in Liverpool in terms of who I thought was the best keeper in the world ever that's been, and it's a brave shout, um, I'm going to go with Edwin van der Sar Whoa, as that's my a goalkeeper. Good yeah. uh, when he was playing for United, when he played for Fulham, of course, his stint for Juve is legendary. But when you had him at, when you had him on pairs, he was a wall, absolute wall. Uh, of a goalkeeper, um, so I think that's a that's a hard start. Obviously, in the Dutch teams that you played in as well, you know, if you thought of the front to backs, you had you know De Boer, Reisinger, then you had your likes of uh, Van Bommel or Koku, and then you had like Van Nistelrooy. He was he was part of that kind of cluster of really good Dutch players, which obviously the Dutch are now coming back into prominence, being in the you know the Nations League's playoff. Um, Obviously, coming up, I think it'll be next week or the week, week after. It, yeah, well, by yeah. the time this goes out, yeah, it'll be. Yeah, so so you know he was he was part of that generation, but he played for so long that he saw a lot of that generation go through. You had Robin Schneider, you know, all these different types Some of players team. he played with, and he lasted through them all. Yeah, you know, um, I think he was yeah. rated ninety five in one of the Pez games. It was he's like a, him and Buffon. I think were ninety five. We'll have to check that out now. I'm not 100%, but I think it would have been the year that United... The year after United won... So it would have been PES 2010. Would that be right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. The year they, after, after they won the, the Champions League. So yeah. they won it in 8, didn't they? 2008. Uh, was it 7-8 or 8-9? I think it was 7-8 they won it. I think it might have been. And yeah, then, well, it was the it was the year John Terry Croy would have missed the pen. That's yeah, all I remember. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Chelsea fans. Chelsea fans. Uh, <laughs> Nem, Nem will be crying into his hands. Nem will just yeah, be so saying, I'm not making your kits anymore. That's it. <laughs> well, that, that is my solid pick, is, is Edwin van der Sar. He's, he's my number one. That's a good one, actually. I thought about him when I was thinking about this topic, but I've gone for a slightly more obscure choice. Um, and this is strictly Master League centric here because he was the guy that as long as I remember he was the first goalkeeper I would always buy if I was able to buy him it was either him or one other guy um Sergio Asenjo oh okay absolute beast he had like (laughs) I think it was in like Pez 11 I think Pez 11 or Pez I think it was actually Pez no sorry it was Pez 11 um that he used like he just absolutely like used fly up the more you play him and it had like a really like really strong development curve so mm-hmm. even average players could become you know 88 89 90s overalls um but i think it was pez 12 where i got him when he was 
you know, he's still young. I think he's only still about 30, 31. And he's mm-hmm. still playing at the moment. Um, but I used to always, like, buy him young, buy him as cheap as chips, and he'd be my goalkeeper for as long as I'd play, like 10-plus seasons or whatever. Nice. Um, so I think it was back in Pez 12. I think I could have played, like, maybe 15 seasons, and he basically played nearly every single one of them. So, Jeez, that's, um, that's, that's longevity from a goalkeeper. Yeah, so there is, there is like, uh, I don't know what age he was when he retired, but maybe I didn't play 15 seasons. I could be exaggerating, as I tend to do, but <laughs> he definitely feels like he played for t- 15 seasons. I must check the save file, because I probably still have it on my PS2, but um, he was he was my choice for goalkeeper, and it was a hard one, but... It was either him or Rui Patricio. He was another guy that I used to always buy. But I think Sergio Asenjo was the man, I'm going to say. Nice. So, nice. Now, That's for a defender, are you going to go central I... defender or are you going to go fullback? Uh, oh. It's a tough no. choice. You're leaving a lot of players off no matter which yeah, you choose. Like. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of players in the old in the old, uh, the old memory rank here. I'm going to go with a centre-half. Ooh, I thought we were I... going to have the same one there for a second. No, no, we're gonna go centre half because I'm, I'm kind of, I'm thinking probably who you're gonna pick. <laughs> I, I, we could probably say one, two, three, and I'll <laughs> probably pick it. But my pick um, is actually it might be from the same team. Uh, is uh, Fernando Herrera or Herrera, even? Uh, he was he was a he was a boss. Jeez, he I don't know, that's boss. mad because I actually never remember playing that much with him. Oh, because because, and I think this is kind of goes down that line. When people think of the Pez team that he was in, you automatically think of Roberto Carlos, yeah. Zidane, yeah. Ronaldo, yeah. you know, you know, all these other players. The but Hierro, Hierro was the base of it. Next to Ivan Helguera, you know, having uh, Michel Salgado. Yeah, Salgado right. was the same kind of mold, wasn't he? Just you know underrated what I mean? kind and of like, east. And you look at it, and you just kind of go. Of all of those players, Hierro was the guy. He was, you know, he was Spain's answer to, you know, Bobby Moore. He was that type of figure for them. He was that influential for that Spain team at yeah. that time. Of course, Spain then go on to get, you know, Carlos Puyol and PK and you know, Sergio Ramos, and obviously they've kind of took their lead from where Hierro left off. But when I used to play with him, he was a rock. Never yeah, used to get, you never get past him. Um, kind of similar in the mould to kind of Paolo Maldini and, and things, you know. If you were going to go for like super teams where you could, I know where we had the the, the the tweet that I put out a while back about, oh, you know, you can pick one player from each team per generation. Yeah, Hierro, yeah. Hierro's up there. Uh, and, and definitely for me, he he reminds me of that era of Pez as well. Mm. You know, he's, he's a, very much an anchor to, to where things kind of were. To where they are now yeah and so, yeah, defending, so... defending back in the day as well when he would have been at his pump was like there was more of a skill in it because the gameplay was like you know slightly slower and it was there was less movements you could make on the pitch so yes i think yeah. I, I i always have fond memories of the older you know nest that comes to mind yapstam i don't yeah. think that they do well obviously this like in this current pez or this generation yeah. of pez because they're obviously slower based players maybe they wouldn't yeah. do as well in real football either but that's another day's discussion <laughs> um i think you probably know who i'm going to say and it, it it is it is the main man himself roberto carlos it has yeah, to be I, I knew i knew it was coming yeah. that's what that's why i led in with i was like i was i was i was thinking tonight and i was i was actually talking to my brother about it and i was like <sighs> like I, there's there's like there's one or two and i was like no i have to go carlos because carlos was all like uh, he would just play striker for me, so I'm probably kind of cheating a bit here. 
<coughs> but when I'd be playing against the boys, like, you know, during school hours or whatever, Carlos would just be score. He'd be good for a goal a game back in the classic Pez, uh, yes. you know, games, like back when they had the Galacticos. And a tactic of mine I always, always do was um, literally just play him kind of like left mid. Um, so like play 3-5-2 or whatever, or just kind of have him roaming around the place. And he was just, literally just would score from anywhere. Like he was Adriano yeah. before Adriano became the beast. Yes. So... Well, I've, I've got a story on, on Carlos and, and my brother who will probably listen to this podcast when I mentioned to him the fact that the story has made the podcast. Um, it used to be in my house, it used to be my two older brothers versus me. Uh, because the, the research, there was a there's an age gap between us, so yeah. it always used to be little brother versus two big brothers, and um, there always used to be a rule in that house is that if a goal was scored of you know such calibre, you just kind of put the pad down and just walk out, or it might have just been me, me storming out. I'm not quite sure what yeah. it was. Um, but essentially, throwing. Funny enough, it is kind of you know it, it's it's uh, it's I'm Chelsea, they're Real Madrid. One brother throws the ball in. And bear in mind, this is near enough halfway line. Throws the ball into Carlos. It's basically chests it. It's a bouncing ball. And he volleys it. And all I see is the ball sail past Carlo Cudicini, who is just looking at the ball as it goes in. What can he do? And it's in, like, it's postage stamp. Like, I remember watching the replay, because I had to watch the replay, because I sat there for the replay and then put my pad down and re- retreated to my own room. I was like, I'm not playing anymore. That's, that's it. Um, he was so saw, good, like, wasn't the, he? Um, the, rainbow, the rainbow tracer that you used to have on the replays. Yeah. And you just saw the out, the, like the kind of the inside swing. And I was just like, how has this even happened to me? This is insane. The amount of goals, <laughs> like the amount of world class goals he would have scored for, oh. I think, everybody that played Pez 3, 4, 5, 6, like is just ridiculous. I think Carlos, I would probably safely say that Carlos was probably one of the most loved players in Pez history of all time. When I pulled him for Pez 2019, I was so happy. Yeah. I pulled him and I was just like, great, I can I can, I can, can launch cannons from anywhere now. <laughs> this is brilliant. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that's... That, that's, that's um... He's not as OP nowadays though. In like current Pez 2019, I don't think. Oh he's, no, no, he's not as yeah, not like not even as... an, even I think Robertson is 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 uh feature Robertson is better than him left back in like my club yeah. or whatever, which yeah. is blasphemous. But which is another discussion which we've we, yeah we've talked about yeah with the legends day, and yeah. the feature players and yeah yeah but um okay two good choices already from you kind of one from left field I was expecting Van der Sar I will say I thought you would either go with Buffon or Van der Sar so yeah um. <laughs> All right, go on with your midfielder. You're going to pick what type of midfielder you're going to pick. You see, now I'm torn here. So <laughs> I'm torn. I'm torn between, and I suppose maybe this will this will slide into when I put my five-a-side team on on Twitter. So I'm going to give an honourable mention to Claude Makélélé. Ooh, just I an like honourable mention. That's an honourable mention. So basically, I'm I'm saying that he would be the fifth player in this scenario because okay. Claude just Claude Claude it. would make my five-a-side. Um, but I have to go with Zinedine Zidane. Nice, nice, There's nice. No, for, for me, in terms of, like you said, in terms of the game being slower, in terms of the movements being more deliberate, and in terms of you having to work for goals, not to mention the guy's first touch on the game, not to mention the fact that he had little little subtle animations that were only his, kind of akin to right, the same with Ronaldinho. I know we mentioned those, those little animations before, but Zizou could light a team up, mm. like just on his own, 
it, it was just and again and again when we're talking again about generational players who've seen the kind of the, the best of their uh their, their their national team as well obviously he went from kind of you know France 98 where he won the World Cup to 06 looking at all the players that he played with yeah were were insane well, you know you, all of you know if you're looking at generational players that that you know that you know you've got your Vieiras you've got your Ramirez you've got your as we mentioned Macaleleys you know you've got your Lillian Turams you've got your you know Abidals you you know you've got world class stellar players Des- Desai Petit you know list goes on yeah, it's some team and then you look there. at the and then you look at the you look at the club side of things. You've got you know Juve who were awesome at the time. You've then got you know the Galacticos who speak for themselves. Mm. You know, and and he ran the show. Uh, he was you very know. good in Pez, like. And when, and captured fair good, like. Because I, I again and again, this is a, a real world kind of memory that comes back. It was the Euro two thousand and four, where it was England versus France. And I remember France getting the free kick on the edge of the box. And me and my brother just kind of glanced at each other and we were like, yeah, we know what's happening here. My mum sat there going, well, he won't put that in from there. And I was like, mum, this is going in. Two seconds later, balls in the back of the net, bulging. And we're just like, yep, (laughs) told you. He was very good, (laughs) boy. I think people forget how good he was. Like, he was a genius. It's the the tainting of the the 06 final. Mm. If the 06 final doesn't go the way that it goes and he doesn't completely headbutt Matarazzi into the the next universe, (laughs) people would remember him probably in the same ilk as kind of your George Bests and your Pele's and your Maradona's. Because for me, he was that good. Oh, he was unreal. I know people talk about Messi and Ronaldo and obviously they're completely different players Mm. in terms of their roles. But Zidane is a 10. Oh. Unreal. Like oh. him and Iniesta, I know Iniesta is an eight, more of an eight, like than a ten. But him and Iniesta yeah. were kind of very similar in how they played. They weren't extraordinarily fast or strong. Well, Zidane was very strong, I suppose, but it was just their technique and their touch and their vision and everything about keeping it simple was just you just couldn't you like they were just too good. Do you know, it was but just that, so good. But like. that game? Does that game where he's, I think it's it is it's the it's the World Cup game against Brazil? you know, six. Mm. And there's, a, I think it might have been Bartes who goes, or it was Kivu who just went for a ridiculous long throw. And Zidane, in kind of one actual movement, just brings the ball down into stride. Mm. Like, doesn't even, doesn't break stride. And he's like, kind of done like this pirouette, kind of, oh, I'm just going to take this down. Mm. And it's just, you didn't see a Clive Tills, he just go, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was very good. He was probably, so, he's probably like, the best Pez midfielder ever in terms of how they captured him oh yeah maybe Maradona um, like recently because he's so OP yep. but I think Zidane is probably well obviously the speedsters are, are there thereabouts but I think for a pure midfielder I think Zidane if you had Zidane in your team in like Pez 4 or 5 you were just like always going to score like no matter what he'd always do something good so come on then Where's 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 your head? You shouldn't going even to need to ask me who my and this is this is my heart rule in my head because is this is this is this going to be a, another another mention of Roy Keane? Is it? Yeah, it's going <laughs> yeah, to be Roy Keane's that. Roy Keane's adopted younger brother, <laughs> mini Roy Keane as I used to call him, Roy Steen. But uh, Roy yeah, Steen. I've gone for Steen, the master league default, and I can't not but choose him. And I think he'll going to make my five aside as well. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> I've gone for Steen because he's just like I know I'm leaving off I was just thinking about this today I'm leaving off like I'm leaving off probably my favourite ever Pez player um, like 
Kaka, who was my favorite, oh. probably my favorite ever like player to use in Pez. Mm. Even more so, I'd say, than Zidane for some reason. Even though I prefer Zidane, um, I'm leaving off Iniesta. I'm leaving off like you know. I'm even leaving off Roy Keane, who's like the ultimate for me. But I have to go with Steen. I've just too much. I have too many <laughs> memories with the man. I have too yeah, many it, memories. It we have a, we have a, we have a bond. Um, I, I think he came into Pez like it was either Pez four or Pez five as a default. Yeah. And he replaced Harty. Harty used to be the only Irish guy in the squad. <laughs> Yes. And um, Richard Harty then is his grandson. Well, that's the story I tell myself. That came in, <laughs> that replaced Steen. So it's kind of like a, a, a cycle. But um, yeah, I remember when Steen came in. Pez 5 was probably... Pez 5 is my favourite ever Pez anyway. Um, it's the Pez I played the most. It's the Pez that I have the most fondest memories of. It's the Pez that I would always go back and play a couple of games of even now. Yeah. It just it just was my it was just kind of my childhood that that kind of year that it came out was probably the best year um, of my life for a lot of different reasons and I always when I do think back of Pez Pez Five is where I go with the Master League team and stuff like that um, so I'm gone with Steen yeah it doesn't need much of an introduction or much, many stories Ste- I think he retired like every year for me when he was about thirty seven or thirty eight he just he just didn't want to let go so his jersey was retired a couple of times in the club. He'd come back then as the manager. He was the only Irish guy in the squad, so like in the default. So I had to, I had to have. I just, I just had a, a soft spot for him. Um, he wasn't the best stats wise. Like he wasn't actually. I think he had like one year. I think he had like sixty like speed or something. Yeah. But he would always be no matter what. I would never tra- trade him no matter what. So. Well, that's that's it, isn't it? It's it's a case of it's these emotional ties to players. Like yeah. I I think of the players that I used to kind of save because you always used to rotate a player out just to put another player in. In the sense of you'd sell one to bring one in. Yeah, of course. And um, the one player that I would always hold on to was the left back Ruskin. Oh, Ruskin, yeah. Because I always used to think that Ruskin was rapid. Yeah, he was um, a beast. same with um, uh, Valani. Valani was a tank. Yeah. Like CB wise, absolute tank. And Espimus, um, wasn't it? Or was it Espimus yeah. or Jamila's was the fast? You've got, you've got uh, yeah. Or Burchett. It was the... Burchett, wasn't it? That was Burchett, the case he got, but, yeah. Yeah, Burchett was the, the wing forward. And he had uh, Jimelez that was the left wing. Sorry, left mid. And then you had Espinas that was the right mid. Oh, um, those were but days. You, you, but you have those links to players. You have those emotional links where you kind of go. You know what? That was a really good time where I was playing pairs and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, to kind of lead into my forward pick, kind of goes with a player that actually I really enjoyed it IRL. And again, when we talked about kind of captures of players and, and the way that players played, um, kind of takes me back to when Fernando Torres was playing for Liverpool mm. and how good he was on the game. Because you oh, got to run a one v one, and Fernando Torres would not miss. For me, he was just no. He was on. He was unreal there. Goal, goal again, striker. And I know I've I've foregone Henri. I know I've foregone Rooney. I know I've foregone, you know, R nine Ronaldo. Ronaldo. You know, Messi. I've, I've foregone a Messi. You know, the uh, you know uh, Cristiano. All these players. But for me though, Fernando Torres was a beast. And again, yeah. it goes kind of ties into an MLO, where I was. Um, you know, obviously, I talked about the trade-up kind of process before, where you know you'd get a little bit of cash for winning the game, mm. and then you trade in your most expensive player to get another more expensive player. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I remember trading up, and then I got Rooney and Torres up front, and 
I was just on fire. That was it then. Because it was just on. As soon as Torres hit the squad, I was like, this is something else. Mm. This is this is crazy. Um, but then, you know, again, looking at, you know, he was part of the best Spanish squad ever. Mm. With, I, I can't really argue otherwise. If you're yeah. going to go back-to-back on... Was it back-to-back World Cups and a Euros? Euros, yeah. It was, wasn't it? I think it was a back-to-back World Cup and then it was a Euros in between. Yeah, mm. they won 06. Was it? No, didn't win 06. They won 08 Euros. 10, wasn't it, no? I think they won 08 oh, Euros, yeah. World Cup, and then the Euro yeah. 2012, the, I think. They won the Euros, World Cup, Euros. Yeah, that was it. It wasn't World yeah. Cup, Euros, it was World Cup, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because 20, yeah, cause, um, 06 was when um, Italy won. Yeah, That Italy was the final we just referenced. Yeah. We just referenced with Zidane. But um, but Torres and his pomp, especially with his partnerships with you know an aging Raúl. Yeah. You know you'd have Fernando Morientes again was aging, but the key partnership was the one with David Villa. Yeah. And again, David well. David Villa in terms of revisionist history, a lot of people won't really look at him as a key factor in yeah. the the up and coming Barcelona team that was there. Mm. You know, everyone references Messi, everyone references Ronaldinho, everybody references Henri and Zlatan and all these other players. David Villa kind of seems to, for me, when you look at revisionist history, people just lose him in the mix. Mm. You know, when Athletic won their first league and God knows how long, Villa's influence on that team mm. was there. Unreal, you, know, you could sure. tell he was a champ and you could be like, yeah, actually, we picked him up and he was a gem. Mm. Um, I just love him. I thought he was a brilliant player. Yeah. He's kind of underrated, he, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was obviously, when he went to Barca, he got a bit more yeah, credit. Yeah, you know, but, you know but then, like I said, in terms of Torres, I mean, just, I think it was just his stint, well, it's his stint at Atletico, and it's, it's, I suppose for me, it's that pocket for me, mm. where I just remember him as Atletico in Liverpool. Yeah. I try and block out the Chelsea phase, because yeah, he was yeah. he was he was already on the slide at that point. Granted, yeah. he had that really nice moment in the new Camp, where he made Gary Neville just kind of go, oh! Yeah, I remember that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gary but, Neville um, hadn't made that night since his wedding night, I'd say. No, he definitely didn't, but... Um, but that's that's that slot. It's the Atletico and Liverpool slot yeah. for me. That's um, funny actually that you mentioned that you're trying to forget his period with Chelsea because my striker is actually in a very similar position. I know who you're gonna pick. So it's a favor. He's a favorite of mine. He's probably my all-time favorite master league can, player. Can, can, can we play guess who? Can Go on. Guess who? Is he Ukrainian? Yes. Oh, it does. It does. His first name begin with A. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it Andrei Shevchenko? Yes. Yes. You know anyway because you know I love him. So yeah, I love Shevchenko. He was. I think he was like. <laughs> when I think of actually thinking back, Adriano Pez six, R nine. You're talking about Pez four, five, even what maybe even before that, like the original Pez games. Mm-hmm. You have Van Nistelrooy. You've, there was just such a like an amazing bunch of like teams, uh, or players. I think Shevchenko was the best out-and-out striker in Pez 3, 4, 5. I think that's before he went to... I think he went to Chelsea... Did he go to Chelsea the year after, day one? No. Did he Did he lose Did he lose the 2000... No, he wasn't on the 2005 AC Milan team, was he? Yes, he was. Okay, he and was. Do you, know, do you know how I remember that? It's because he... he... missed the penalty. He, well, one, he missed a penalty, and two, in extra time, Dudek had that wonder save where oh, yeah, I remember it that was save. like two yards out, yeah. and the ball just pinged out, and it was like, what's going on? He moved He moved in. He didn't win it with him the next year, didn't he not? It was, oh, was it 07 that they won it? 
they went back. They yeah, went, uh, and he was with Chelsea yeah. at the time, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I remember when he went to Chelsea, like, but with that AC Milan squad, and again, it's it's. I used to have himself and Pato up front, so I basically used plunder oh. plunder the Master League squad. I used plunder AC Milan and take Pato, who was about eighteen at the time, and Shevchenko, who was just absolutely unbelievable. And then mm. when I'd get a bit of money and win, I usually would have. I think my best ever Master League team was Henri on the left, kind of. Ooh. Like kind of on the left. Henri on the left, dragging in. Shevchenko through the middle. And I think it was Ronaldinho on the right. Ooh, so it was a fairly tasty no team. Um, but that was my top three. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Shevchenko. And again, it's just, as you said, it's going back to that time when Pez, I suppose you had this feeling with it that it was more about passion and like you had a soft spot for certain players. It wasn't that, I don't think, even me saying that Shevchenko was the best ever striker in like Pez 3, 4 and 5, I know that people would probably say, oh, what about Henri? What about, you know, Torres? Yeah, what about... But, but but again, that that's the beauty of this yeah. type of discussion. You can easily turn around and hence why we're going to have, you know, we've got the five-a-side, yeah. you know, thing. And you can even open open it up as a, a kind of a, a question to people, you know, the same way you've done it tonight. It's just have four tweets going out saying, you know, can we, you know, hey, everyone your best goalkeeper please you mm. know and you'd probably see a great cross section of players and reasonings for it as well yeah you know but i suppose when you when you reference that ac milan team you know uh, i i see plenty of tweets like it where they'll you know you'll see well-known kind of football sites go oh once upon a time in ac milan, yeah once upon a time yeah. in milan and it's like it was some team you know, that team was, was unbelievable because you had what you had, you had Dida in goal. You had Nesta, Maldini. Uh, I think it was Carvadze. You would have had Costa Curta as well at one stage. Yeah, you would have. Then you would have had Gattuso, Gattuso. and Pirlo and Seedorf. Yeah, and then you would have had Kaka. Kev- you would have had Kaka, and then you would have uh, uh, Inzaghi and Shevchenko. Pato, and then and then you would have Pato. There was that spell where Ronaldinho went to AC mm. and kind of kind of decided he wanted to play again and started being. But even awesome. like even their bench, even this like this like remember your man? I used to always always come up against him in mass league and he'd always break my heart. You remember? I can't. Jan Kolaski, was it or Jan Yankolaski? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, used to always like when he was a bit older in that squad. I remember he used to always break my heart if I was playing against my brother or playing against somebody. He'd just pop up in the seventy fifth minute from being a substitution. And just fucking yeah. pop in and get a goal. Like, they just were like absolutely stacked. Kladze, as you said. Um, it was a crack squad. It yeah. was a real crack squad. When you look at it from man to man, there's very few 11s on the plane. At least at that stage, you would have tested and gone, actually, that one, that one would have did them over. You know? Mm. But, you know, the, the miracle, the miracle in Istanbul happened. That could have been, like, that could probably be, like, as you said, man for man. That is definitely up there with the best ever squad, like the best ever starting eleven on a team. It has to like. They yeah, just had I, I, some unbelievably like you, talented you'd, players. You put you put that up there with the Galacticos yeah. easily. Oh, easily. You put it. You put it up there with Barcelona current day. You you you'd certainly line it up against Man City at the moment. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, imagine imagine that as a past as a past V present. Go yeah, Man City. Let's see if you're the best. There's a concept. Mm. Just take take your Man City squad and go. Okay, Man City, you you've dominated everybody. Here. Here's the time machine. Go back and play the 05 AC Milan final. 
and see how you get on. Where you've got a player that against the likes of Hernan Crespo, who was brilliant that night, even mm. though he came out the losing team. Yeah. You know, Paolo Maldini that was still bossing people like at like God, however team, old, hadn't it? You know, they it was incredible. And the fact that, you know, Milan Barros is a is a Champions League winner mm. is a bit of an oversight. Yeah. You know, I don't quite understand how that happened. <laughs> but it but it, That's it, football, you know, man. That's football. You know. you know, and then and then although I will say this to Liverpool, thank you very much for trading Milan Barros to us because we then used you know, Villa fans will know, we then used him to trade for John Carew, yeah. who is cult hero at Cult hero is so, right. Yeah. Speaking of John Carew, yeah, again, I just want to get honourable mention for John Carew. <laughs> brilliant player, brilliant player. <laughs> Absolutely love him. Um, but yeah, man, that that is that is a stellar, you know, that is a stellar five v five. If we were having like a pickup game, if th- those 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 four players that we mentioned and then our honourable mentions, that that would be a pretty tasty five v five pickup game. That would. Yeah, I can't wait to actually do that now and see what people think with the five v five aside. Because I have yeah, a, like I had I have I actually have a really cool idea that I'm not going to say on the podcast yet because. I, I want people to like but it's going to be something that I'll drop on the Twitter over the next couple of days but it does tie into this so oh, okay um, the five aside is going to be is going to be pretty pretty cool I think um, and I, I'd even like I'm even trying to think now like who the other who's the other player I'd pick or like would I even pick all those like you know obviously Steen has to get in there just to be my captain but the rest of them it's hard. It's hard when you're playing a five aside then if I was going to be competitive in it because you want to actually have a balanced squad. So Well that's that's where my picks are. So I've got Hierro at the back who'll just mop everything up. Then I've got uh Claude Makalele, Zidane, uh I've got Van der Sar in goal that'll block block anything off, and then I've got a red hot Fernando Torres up front. Yeah. Job done. Job done. Yeah, that's fairly decent. <laughs> the only thing you're missing is a trickster, like a an actual flair player really there. Yeah, Zidane. in which case, in which case, you'd look for a Ronaldinho, yeah. or you'd look for a, a Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, when he was when he was playing United, I was watching a comparison video. He did so many skills, mm. so many skills, and you just don't see them anymore. No. Like it's just bizarre. He was just and he's he was so really direct in the last them. few years, hasn't he been? Yeah, he's just kind of gone. Nah, I'm just going to get it on the right peg, and I'm just going to hammer it as mm. hard as I can. He used to be able to proper do stepovers and rinse people for yeah. it and all. He definitely changed, you know, the end product. I think Ferguson kicked that out of him just to be able to like play it simple, especially at United there yeah. at that when they won it because he was getting the shit kicked out of him every week, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I suppose we might end it there. We're going to end it on. I didn't. I didn't actually think this would this like we'd be talking about this so much, but that is the nostalgic factor of Pez, um, because I did want to, and I suppose we can just get into it, like really shortly. Um, yeah. or just to finish this off with some maybe real football discussion and nice little segue into the Champions League. Obviously, Villa are in the the playoff final. Yeah. Um, just I suppose maybe ten minutes of just talking about kind of that, and then maybe also just about transfers and stuff and yeah, like yeah. what you what you kind of think. So, just to ask you, I suppose, and put you on the spot: Are Villa going to do it? And are are Villa going to do it and who's going to win the Europa League and the Champions League? Uh, right. Okay. So again, I could, I could do it. I could do an hour on what I think is going to happen with Villa. I genuinely could. <laughs> I, 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 in my heart, I think we'll do it. Cool. Because every fan 
has to have that belief. Yeah. However, what I will say is is that Derby are a very dangerous outfit. Yeah, they have got team. some very very good young players. Granted, that they're obviously a lot of them are on loan, but that doesn't take away from the fact that Harry Wilson on any given moment will bang in a thirty yard free kick if he decides to. Mm. You know, Mason Mount unlocks doors like any other player that I've seen in the championship. Mm. However, when I look at the strength of the Villa squad, and like we mentioned about going man to man, I think Villa will be too strong. Um, you know, we've got Twanzebe, we've got Jed Steer, who was an absolute hero in the playoffs, mm. uh, the playoff uh, semi mm. against uh, West Brom. Um, you've got the only weakness I'd probably say is, is that we've got a right back of El, El Mahamedy, who I've yeah. never really been a fan of. Yeah, if he's... Alan Hutton was there, I'd be fine. He gets a lot of Alan hate, Hutton doesn't he? It, it's it's more a case of it, he doesn't really give any end product and defensively he looks really naive. Yeah. Um, we've got Ta- Neil Taylor on the left who I'm quite happy with. Um, obviously we've got Hurahan, McGinn, Grealish who is basically our heartbeat. Mm. Though all those three are on the pitch at the same time. I'm happy. You know. Um, so you're going to go out uh, on a limb and say that you're going to do it. I'd say we're going to do that. Uh, in terms of Europa League. Um, and and again, apologies to them. <laughs> uh oh. I don't know why, but I have this innate kind of. I wouldn't say I have an innate dislike for Chelsea. I don't know what it is. Might have been the whole come up of, or might, might have even been the time they smacked us eight 0 at their gaff. Yeah. Not too sure. The Mourinho but, factor maybe as well. Uh yeah, there's a little bit of residual there. I don't know what it is, but I hope Arsenal do it. Not only for Unai Emery because I think he had a hard time. Yeah. At the start of the season, everyone thought he was the second coming of uh, of Wenger and. It didn't quite turn out the way that he thought, but again, the team started playing better. Abamyang and Lacazette, when they're on song and they're together, they mm. seem to be lethal. You know, if they can get their defence sorted, which you know, note to Mustafi, please leave. Mm. Um, I think they they are really set for something big. There, I know they're losing Aaron Ramsey as well, which is again a tough subject for me because Ramsey for me one of the best centre mids in the Prem. Yeah, it's a mad one, isn't it? Mad decision uh, to let him go. You know, I know, like they probably should have bent a little bit towards keeping him I don't think that they really wanted him to stay for some reason which is a bit mad yeah and and when you look at it the, and, and I will say this for Aaron Ramsey as well the professionalism he's shown for the fact that he knew he was leaving mm. but he still played his heart out mm. he was still scoring goals I think there was a goal that he scored against Fulham where it was like a great passing move he finished it off he went to celebrate and he just kind of held out his hands as if to say like yep yeah, that's what I've done for you mm. like it's like that that in the Premier League footballer is incredibly rare. Yeah. So I think I, I, I would like to fairness. see him. I would like to see Arsenal take that um, because it would just be very interesting to see what happens at Chelsea then. Mm. And then because the big I don't one, know then, what are you thinking? Big one, I'm thinking. I, again, again, I don't have a dog in the fight. Again, Liverpool making it six would be a great story. Mm. However, all I think would be a better story is. is Pochettino winning his first yeah, he's title. Fair. I think it's probably the first year ever that I'm actually thinking like obviously I support Manchester United or whatever and I'll probably get killed for saying this but <laughs> like the Premier League is one thing and I think Wayne Rooney summed it up perfectly where he was like I didn't want Liverpool winning the Premier League because they've never won it and it would be a massive thing for the history of the club to win a Premier League Yeah, I think winning the Champions League there's something likeable about the way Liverpool play as like somebody that just enjoys you know football like and Spurs yeah, yeah. but then on the flip side Spurs are the exact same like I actually really like watching Spurs I like Poch 
I think United should have went all out for him to try and get him. They should have bent over backwards for him to try and get him. Yeah. Um, even though I'll give Solskjaer a go and that's a separate a separate conversation, but I actually, for the first time ever, I don't think I'd mind who wins the Champions League. Yeah, I, I don't mind either way because I've got mad love for Salah. I've got mad love for Andy Robertson, yeah. who I think works like a Trojan yeah. for, for those. I love the fact that they've got a youngster who's you know mature enough to take that quick free kick against mm. Barcelona in Trent but even like Milner but, but, and Henderson like you know yeah. they're good blokes like they're just down to earth you know it's, Chamberlain it's is the same Yeah, he's had a hard year fo- of it like it's honest football I suppose yeah. in the sense of you know there's just something about them that's workman like and you're like actually I can really get behind it and obviously with Liverpool it's an entire city behind that I know they've got their neighbours in Everton across the pond. But yeah, I was just about to almost, say you could step it almost, in it. <laughs> it almost, no, but but it almost feels. I'll rephrase that. It's almost like a whole. When that stadium is there, yeah, something happens. Yeah, it's a magic in stadium, football, like. and it's it's just it, it's something different. Yeah. On the flip side, like you said, although I can easily look at the Spurs team and go, Joe, you know what? I love Christian Eriksen as a footballer. Yeah. I love the fact that Son wears his heart on his sleeve and he, and he, he again, runs like a madman yeah. to get sure that the stuff happens. I love the fact that Deli Ali can, you know, turn things in a game. Granted, he's got that little, you know, angry side in him, but most players need that. Mm. You know, and they've got probably, and again, I'll probably get heat for this, on, on form and on players, I would say they've probably got the best number nine, pure number nine on the planet in Harry Kane. Mm. Well, it's a big, um, that's a big call. Yeah, I know. Because it's a I know big call every, now. I know, I know people have been running me down going, but what about Sergio Aguero? I'm like, no, Aguero is brilliant. But if you give me the choice between the two, I'd take Kane. I um, actually really like him as well. I think he's likeable. Like, Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got, you know, you've, you've got players along across their entire team. Like, you know, I'd quite like to see. And I suppose maybe because there's a bit of an English nucleus to it. Because yeah. you obviously you've got Trippier, you've got Yeah, Rose, you have that too, I suppose. You've got Winks, Ali, Kane. You know, you've got those Eric players. Dyer. Yeah, Eric Dyer. You know, there's, there's that there's that nucleus to it. And you could actually, I could I could see happily see that go either way. Yeah. Um, but I think I think I think Liverpool will take it. But I would. Uh, I'm kind of a similar mindset to you. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Tottenham take it. Yeah, it's going to be because an, then, it's going to be an interesting one no matter what happens. I think it's because then, then we can get rid of the you know they're spursing it up like we can yeah. just get rid of that tag. You know, get rid of the whole bottling tag because they've yeah. won the Champions League. I know it would kill Arsenal fans because they win the Champions League before Arsenal. But yeah. you know, but I think that, that the biggest thing, at. the biggest thing is that like one of them is going to win it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like Poch is either going to be a hero, uh, or else you know Klopp is going to be a hero. And if Klopp wins it there, I'd say they'll just hand him like a contract and just say like, look here, put on the date yourself of when you want to. Yeah, you just, want to leave us leave. like he'll just be yes. see that date see yeah. that date can you just add 25 years onto yeah. it please they'll just they'll, they'll absolutely you know like they're just going to absolutely lose it if, if they win the Champions League especially with the year that they've had and the comebacks that they've had and stuff Um, but yeah I mean it is it is it's probably like one of the first years ever that I don't think football neutrals are like people that enjoy good football I know people would have liked the romantic side of it to have Ajax in there but I think Spurs have earned the right to get there and they've got a they've got a wonderful squad I think a lot of their players as you said are very likeable like even Lucas Mora he's a very yeah, likeable kind he's of per- like, footballer 
Yeah, because when when they're showing him the you know the commentary in Portuguese of them commentating on his his winner against Ajax, yeah, and he's there in the press box, or, you know, the press zone, crying his eyes out with pride about the fact that he's you know he's just so happy. Yeah, like I'm just like, yeah, do you know what? Human, you know, footballers are actually human at the end of the day, and yeah. they do have they do have emotion, you know, um, you know. I think I think in terms of, I think of what happens after the Champions League final, what happens after. Uh, the Europa League final, I think, are going to be very interesting. Look, just to quickly touch on transfers and transfer rumours, yeah, I know that there's a lot of talk about Eden Hazard mm. and where he may or may not be going. I think he'll go. I think he'll go. Yeah. Uh, I I think he'd be silly. I think he. I don't know whether he'd be silly not to go. Well, they're in a rebuilding program at, at Real Madrid, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, Gareth Bale. I mean, the treatment he's had at Real Madrid. I think he's just awful. Mm. I know. I know. I talked. So Dan just doesn't player, like him. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but to say to come out after a game and go, even if I had a fourth substitute, I would yeah. substitute. Yeah. I think it's bang out of yeah. order. At least just go. Do you know what? He's not fit for the system that we're playing in. At least then you can go. I just don't like. It's fine. But don't don't go out and 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 cut a player, especially yeah. when your man's gone and scored goals that have been integral to Real Madrid winning trophies. Mm. The yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? It's a funny he... one that he has such a set on bit, like. Yeah, when he's scoring bicycle kicks in Champions League yeah. finals, like making it look like absolute like child's play. Mm. When he's like, when he's, you know, the time he wrecked Mark Bartra's career by basically running off the pitch back onto it and then yeah. lobbing it over the keeper in the Copa del Rey final. There's there's key points in the game and there's key points in 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 you know. In finals and in you know winning trophies, that Bale's been integral to for Real. Mm, you know, definitely. You know, Wales is running the in. I think it was it was it the um, the 2016 Euros. That wasn't a fluke. Mm. Like they had a talisman that was leading the charge, yeah. and then all the players brought up to his level. That may not happen again for Wales, but that tournament, it, it, the, the Euros for 2016 was for for Wales was very much akin to the World Cup for England for yeah, 2018. Definitely. He just doesn't like seem well liked over in Spain for some reason, and he like he's he, he couldn't have been any more successful. Like you know, no. he couldn't have he couldn't like what more could he have done? I I think they wanted him to replace Ronaldo. I think that's what you know. You're not going to replace Ronaldo with one player. Like look how long United still haven't replaced Ronaldo when no, he was at at, at United. You know, so but it's but it's those generational players that you can't replace that you can't replace. Yeah. And, you know, just to segue onto United. I you know I can look on the you know on the TV and I'll watch I will happily watch Roy Keane talk about Man United yeah because he, he knows what him. he took but he no, no but he knows what it takes to win trophies yeah. he knows what it takes you know when when get Neville's in there going like I just think he's really tired and he's going Gary it's two feet like you you break a limb to get out there like mm. you break your neck you do whatever like you, it doesn't matter if you're tired you get out to the ball you mm. know this it's like I don't know what's happened to ex-players that I've kind of reluctant to really say how they're feeling Keno yeah. says exactly as it is yeah, but you look does. at but you look at but you look at that for United and you go well actually they've not replaced Keane yeah they because haven't they, they, they haven't but I think I think football has gone that way now where those those guys even like Wayne Rooney was talking about it the other day I was watching a good interview with him just excerpts of what he was saying and he was saying that you've got guys that you know they're losing they're losing a derby match on the saturday or on the sunday and you know they have a snapchat story or they have an instagram story up monday of launching a new aftershave or launching a new tracksuit or like it's a yeah. different it's a different um 
it's a di- it's a different world now than when even Rooney came bursting onto the scene. Like it's a different like before it would have been oh you know somebody like one of the players might struggle with a with a drink problem or you know whatever it is. It was more kind of like a like a I don't know like a distraction where it was like you could actually see exactly how you're supposed to stop it. Like if somebody yeah. like the old United players like would have loved like Roy Keane if you've ever read his book his diet and his like drinking when he was a young lad coming up he used to eat so bad and he used to drink like it was basically saying to him like the shit you're putting into your body is like you know that's why you're not able to shake off injuries or whatever I think it actually could have been Van Nistelrooy um, that yeah. used, he said that I think I actually was Van Nistelrooy but like nowadays it's like how do you actually stop like Jesse Lingard from being a social media tycoon I suppose or Paul Pogba yeah. from doing dances from Fortnite like it's not like something a manager can go in and say stop doing that like it is a thing that, where you could say stop going out on the weekend and getting pissed with the lads you can't really say that if they're dancing or if they're launching brands like launching themselves as a brand yeah, so I suppose that I suppose that kind of links into into you know the whole the the, the dilution of, of the manager's role and importance because mm. you look at you, you know you look at long-standing managers you know, and the two immediate ones are Fergus and the Wenger. Yeah. Like in terms of long standing, yeah. being there for Longevity. years, were dynasties. Definitely, that, yeah. Since they've been gone and been replaced, that it's. I mean, obviously, I know Emre's only only in the job for like a year, mm. but it's like you've got to try and set the tone again. Yeah. And and again, the world has moved on from you know the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, advent of social media, advent, you know, the, the changes in just general civilization have been vast. Yeah, it's and like so you different. Said, like... You know, it's not the days of where, you know, you've got Vieira and Keane basically giving each other pelters in the tunnel before mm. a game. You know, it, it's it's like, you know, you see players swapping shirts at half time, you see people like going, like, you know, talking with their hands over their mouths yeah. and all this, this other stuff. And it's like, do you know what? Like, just come out and just go for it yeah. like just 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 come out and just have a bit of fire about you but then i suppose it, that's then discouraged yeah. because of the rules of the game now you can't throw a challenge in you yeah. can't really you can't really get amongst it you know you know and, and you know we're talking about players that were never replaced you could look at you know arsenal at least and you could turn around and go never really replaced patrick Vieira. no they didn't they never really replaced for me they never really replaced uh well, you know, we're in there. Never really replaced Saul Campbell when he left. No. But I think, I think when, I think when, like, when Keane and Vieira and them were going out of the game and to a similar level, maybe even Gerrard in more recent times, I think that type of player is kind of, I think football has kind of moved on from that type of player where, mm. you know, the club was absolutely everything to the player at the time. Like Gary Neville nearly incited a right the time where he went to the other side of the pitch to celebrate in front of the home fa- the Liverpool yes. fans remember that yes yes do you know he nearly incited a right like whereas like you'd probably get fined for that nowadays I don't know did he get fined back then well the, the typical one for that is Adebayor when he ran to the length of the pitch and started getting like you know stewards chairs thrown yeah. in by uh, Arsenal fans yeah you know it, the, the world and the game has moved on but there has to still be something at the heart of it where there is workmen but I suppose when you, you're on the come up now as opposed to you're an apprentice that would be scrubbing players' boots and you'd be doing that, that and the yeah. other. Instead, you've got a youth academy and you've got 
you know, uh, a kind of a youth contract which pays you a certain amount of money. Mm. You then get your first first team contract, and it's like way bigger than anything you could ever think of. Yeah. And you know, and sure, they kind was, of you know, it's hard people... to keep humble then, and it's hard to yeah. keep hungry. Yeah, you know, it's, it's... because then you think, oh, great, well, I've made it. I've signed my first contract, and by the time, you know, no disrespect to them, but you know, before you know it, you're paying in League Two for Notts County. Yeah, you know, or, you, still have or your money, Nash... you know, you still have your money made. It's kind of yeah, it's a different it's... setup. You know, I think I had this conversation with somebody the other day about Chelsea's academy. There's so many players that fell through the cracks there. Mm. You know, there was Josh McEachern that was meant to be the next yeah. Frank Lampard, and he had a couple of first team games, and then he was getting farmed out and loaned here, there, and everywhere, and eventually ended up MK Dons and fell through the leagues. Mm. You know, and it's like you, you, you can't, you can't put it on somebody that they are the next this person. You know, I think Sterling has done incredibly well to progress in the way that he has. Because again, there was a lot of expectation when he was at Liverpool. People thought he'd just moved to Man City for the money, but instead, actually, he's become an incredible winger. Yeah, an incredible player to he's have. He's one of the team. best wingers in the world at the moment, based yeah. on his form. Like without, people might actually think that about him, but he, like based on what he's won, what his form is, like his individual stats, he he has become one of the best wingers in the world. Like, yeah, which is crazy, and, you know, to think because yeah. he was he was good at Liverpool, but. I think well, a lot of people did what? think he went for the money to City, but it, I yeah. think he actually went to, you know, to he better to progress himself, better his, yeah. better his career. I think in his own way. So, yeah. But um, yeah, we're gonna end it there. So, Wes, been good ch- yeah, ta- chatting to you as usual. We could talk forever as usual as well, but um, Indeed. yeah, the next episode we'll probably have a special guest on, um, Ooh. just to confirm that, and then we can announce it. But yeah, keep it locked on our Twitter, um. Yeah, that's pretty much from me. I've been the Midnight Kid. I hope you enjoyed episode eight, and uh, I'll let you. I'll let you say your goodbyes as well, Wes. Yeah, uh, I've been uh, Wes RFC. Okay, and Wes Tron. And come on, the pillar. <laughs> <laughs> come on, take care, guys. See you, boys.